Are you ready to be in top form? You're about to enjoy and be transformed by some killer life and business hacks that we've designed to improve everything from your marketing and management to your fitness, health, lifestyle, and even your travel. You're going to be looking good. Come and get it. everybody, Dave Fries, Sam Sikdar. We're here in top form. And today we are going to be talking about referrals, how you get more referrals, better referrals, even when you don't like to ask. Yeah. A little well, foreshadowing. Why, why wouldn't you like to ask for referrals? Well, it's very interesting because I think there's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. And um, even when you do a good job for somebody, if they send a friend or a neighbor or a loved one or somebody they care about to you, and it doesn't work out as well, right. then they've lost status rather than gained yes, status. Yes, very true. And so there's fear in them referring to you, and there's fear in people in asking for the referral yeah. because, you know, they sense that. Right, and you've let down a good client potentially. And maybe we're jumping ahead here, but that's probably not because you did a bad job, right. but because they referred you to the wrong person. person. Yeah, and so one of the things you're going to hear over and over again is, before you do this, although I'd still do something on Monday, yeah. but get a little bit more clarity about who it is that you're great at serving, who has a great experience with you, who buys your higher profit margin yep. stuff, and is excited by it because they're going to, mm-hmm. one, make more referrals, and you're going to be more confident because you're going to feel and know you did a great job for them. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that you should that you could do... Well, we are jumping ahead. Yeah. But you could even tell people without ever asking them for a referral that most of your work comes from referral. referral. Yeah. And one of the ways we do that, which is very discreet, is when I come in, I ask clients, who referred you today? That's Was right. it your lawyer, your doctor, financial planner advisor, accountant, friend or loved one, insurance advisor? Well, so we've implicitly said there, these are the sorts of yeah. people who refer and So us. if you have a, a business with any kind of intake process whatsoever... Just by planting that question in there, you're already priming them to know that you're a referral-based business. Although we don't mind telling people that in addition, I think we've got 15 or 16 others, yeah. but one of the ways to get more referrals, even if you don't want to ask, is to actually ask. Yeah. So we'll try to go get you to overcome the fear. I like when I look out and they're smiling. Yeah. That's a good sign. So let's see here. Ah, VJ, thank you for joining. VJ Katani. Uh, I missed you the other day, my friend. So VJ runs a lot of meetings in his organization. Oh, nice. So you could leap in and tell us where we're wrong or uh, something that you're doing too. Just sh- send us a comment. We're happy to address it. So I think, Sam, that we have uh, 16. You want to lead us off with one? Let's do it. Create a referral program or system with complementary providers to exchange referrals. So this is sort of finding out... I forget who said this, but I love this, this sort of statement and concept is your best customer is already somebody else's customer. Sure. Right. And so it's figuring out one, who your best customer is and where else do they hang out? Right. Where do they buy stuff? Where do they frequent? And going to those people and creating some sort of uh, strategic alliance or partnership with those non-competitive organizations. So for example, you know, I run a martial arts school. There is a 
uh, sort of like a pop-in type of daycare place opening up in Exton. Mm-hmm. That would be a great, you know, they serve families with uh, child, younger children. We serve families with younger children. That can be a great referral source for the both of us. We don't want to get involved in childcare. They want to provide enrichment activities outside of just providing childcare. And that's a good referral source going back and forth. So a couple of things about that is uh, identifying them, mm-hmm. where they are. And then if that works, scaling it. So you have multiple schools in multiple locations. That's right. It doesn't necessarily mean because it worked here, it'll work in the other right. location. But it's highly likely that it will. Yes. And then if that works, finding other organizations, similar businesses yes. that are also serving that interest. Now, we, we sort of leapt right into this, but this is a good time to discuss it. Why is that so powerful? Because if the person trusts somebody to provide care to their child, that's right, and they're making a referral to you, you're inheriting all that. So referred clients, customers, and patients mm-hmm. are way more likely to be more highly engaged, buy more often. Yeah. They have trust a much you more. shorter sales cycle. Much shorter sales yeah. cycle. And that's probably in part because of the trust. Yeah. They come in with that built into the process. It's yours right. to lose. And and so and they, they are more likely to, because they refer to you, to understand that's how it works. Yeah. Not even consciously, but unconsciously, and to make that referral. Absolutely. So love that idea. It's a super easy one. All of these are easy to do. And we don't expect you, and it wouldn't be desirable to say I'm going to go into the office Monday. And do 12 of these. No. But pick one at a time as you go through these. Star the one, two, or three that are most likely to work for you. And get one of them going. Yeah. And you can always add to this or you can always scale the one that you've got working. That's right. So number two. This is unusual for us. Usually we sit around and make fun of people we drink. (laughs) We've even done a whole show on cocktails. Yeah. Which I, by we're the not, way, we're not drinking stimulants or depressants. Something today. has gone terribly wrong. Yeah. I blame producer Leslie, who, by the way, there's a third show today. It won't be live, but producer Leslie is going to be on camera. That's right. We're. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So, uh, you know, don't feel overwhelmed by this list. Just pick one and do it. Terry Ann is back. Excellent. Terry Ann, you know this one too. Because Terry Ann not only is a. Uh, uh, allied medical professional, but she runs a big conference for allied medical professionals. Wow. Just people fly in from all over the country. Terry Ann, does anybody come in internationally? She schedules it every year when there's a nor'easter. Yeah. She's able to consistently predict when a giant snowstorm will hit Philadelphia. And plan a conference. And she plans a conference around that. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's excellent, though. There's a lot of bonding. She does everything right, except for the snowstorm. Maybe... Because of the danger, that's even better. Yeah. People feel a bond. We're going to, by the way, trust is one of the reasons that referral works so well. And in case you guys here are wondering why we're looking over there, that's where the real cameras are. We're not ignoring you. Terry Ann just says funny, (laughs) exclamation point, which we appreciate. Thanks. VJ hasn't even said funny. I think he just turned it on to make us feel like he was watching. That's right. And he's moved on to bigger. Yeah, he's smoking a cigar. He's at a cigar bar and having a morning or early afternoon cognac or something. Yeah, Yeah. it means afternoon. Yeah. So um, back to the task at hand. This is this was more like it. (laughs) So remember our last show about following an agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we actually have a written agenda. We're just off target. 
Uh, recognize and thank all your so- referral sources every time. Yes. Now, I'm better at this than I used to be, and I am genuinely thankful. Mm-hmm. But I don't always thank them in the same way now. I get it that if you sent somebody a brownie or a cupcake, and they were a really good referrer, and they just kept getting brownies and cupcakes from you, that could be, especially if they're diabetic, then that could be kind of a drag. Yeah. Uh, you need to do a little bit more client research. research. Yeah. Exactly. But... Something as simple as an email mm-hmm. uh, is good, but may not be that's not be consistently the way you do it. Right. Uh, Wicked good cupcakes. We actually have the link in here. Yeah. Uh, com. Super easy, delicious. Even if somebody is diabetic, they could share that with other people mm-hmm. who aren't and get you know incredible credit for it. But they're different things that you want to do. You don't want to do the same thing right over and over again. But be on the be be paying attention to who it is that's referring what they would like. So I do like Wicked Good Cupcakes, by the way. I've never eaten them. I just like the way they look. And people yeah, who do eat them go, ooh, nice. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> if you have, number three, number three. If you have clients, customers, or patients who don't refer, create another way for them to recommend you. So this is all about giving tools for referral. Uh, and maybe we're, we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. But... You know, some people are just not comfortable making that big leap of faith to say, hey, come in. So we have a variety of ways for them to do a, let's call it a softer referral. Mm -hmm. So it might be sort of like client appreciation parties where they can bring a Mm non-client in, right? It might be just very streamlined, simple to use online referral tools. It's print material that we give them. Hey, you know, if... You know somebody, they're going to be asking about what your children are doing and, and excited about all the changes they have. When they're asking, give them this guide. So we have like a little consumer guide for people to share. So it's not totally a direct referral, but it's different kinds of collateral, offline, online, in person, that people can use to sort of bring people into awareness of your organization. I love that. And a little language pattern that could accompany that is for you, for example... Uh, you could say, listen, you may, because your kids are training, they're going to talk to their friends about it. They're excited about it. So yeah. now again, you're implanting that right. idea that parents are going to notice how exciting their kids are. And you could say, and people may ask you about it. And listen, you know that martial arts training is not for everybody. It's not for every family. It's not for every kid. Right. Um, there's people who respond better to it than others. So naturally, they'll have questions. Here's a, a guide or here's a video Maybe for parents about why your yes. kids should train or what the benefits are, okay. something like that. Actually, by saying it's not for everybody has made your existing client or customer feel, feel the specialness. About the decision they made. Yeah. And it gets them off the hook a little bit in case the other person determines that it's not yes. for everybody. Yeah. So I love that. Uh, number four. The pace is just shocking. It is. It's breakneck. Ben Blake is back. Welcome. Excellent. Terry Ann says here... Uh, She's just shouting out places. Ireland, Great Britain, Israel, Mexico. Oh, she's responding to a question we asked. So she had people at her little conference, not little anymore, it's big, yeah. from from all of these all countries. The Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So doing a great Excellent. job. Ben, welcome back. Any, like, oh, look at all these friendly faces of people who are on, but I'm yeah. not seeing any liking or loving. No. It's, <laughs> I can see you're judging them. I'm always silently judging them. <laughs> And sometimes not so silently. No. You've even shouted judgments at me. Yeah. From across a crowded room. 
I, I'm, I'm not thin-skinned. There we go. Oh, they gave us, they one, threw us one, one leg. <laughs> By the Here way, you it, beggars. <laughs> you're, on YouTube, you'll see the phenomenally well-produced version of this later. But if, if uh, you know anybody that would benefit from either of these shows that you guys are watching, the one on having better meetings or referral, be sure to share this. So with isn't them. that something? Producing content that people can share. Mm, that could encourage referral. It could. It could build trust in advance of the sale, and it could keep you in contact with people later yeah. so that you'd be top of mind when something came up. Not that we're judging people that don't do that. No. I forget. Uh, <laughs> I, I interrupted myself. I threw out number four. <laughs> number four. <laughs> Make sure your current clients, customers, and patients know about all the products and services you offer. So this doesn't mean that they'll all take advantage of all of them. That's right. But it could, by the way. So you could end up making yeah. each client, customer, or patient worth a lot more. Um, but maybe something's not appropriate for them right now. But building into your process of onboarding and educating them, mm -hmm. making sure that they know and understand what you do offer, makes it more likely uh, also, we take it for granted. I remember as attorneys would come on board and work with me, I would tell them how important it was to stay in touch with the client and that the client needed to know other things we do. And they always think they're so memorable, that we're right. super memorable right. to the client. And then they're shocked when a client maybe remembers and comes back to them to get the will done 10 years later, but in the meantime has created four LLCs and corporations. Yeah. And these lawyers are going, why didn't they come to me? Well, you, A, probably never told them that you did that. Right. And B, you're not actually that memorable. Yeah. Although the more exciting, and we're alluding to another mm -hmm. one, and more interesting and more amazing the experience they have, the more likely they are to refer. But uh, build into your system ways of letting them know. Do you have an email follow-up sequence that happens right. automatically to clients that have bought this? that gives them valuable information or tells them funny stories or alerts them to opportunity, but also reminds them that you have these other things That's that right. might be of interest to them. So you could automate that, but it should be built into your system starting from the marketing that you do to the intake to the customer-client patient follow-up. Yeah. Number five, add a link to a form on your website for referral submissions. So I'm constantly having these digital people say, what, what about me? Well, I don't know. Pick up a phone and call somebody, but yeah. if you insist on not having human contact. That's right. Add a link to, to, to a form on your website for referral submissions. And adding a link doesn't just have to be on emails. Right. You do a print newsletter that has links in it. I do. And right. astonishingly, we, so we send them a print newsletter with a bitly so that it's short. Yeah. But, it's, uh, but, but people come to it. And also, we send them the email version so they know they can just go in yeah. and click. So a lot of times what we see and hear happens is they get the newsletter. It reminds them that they want to do one of these things. They go in and just bring up the PDF, and then they can click. And That's we'll right. see people clicking That's multiple right. times. Stay in touch. So the more often, and again, I could hear people moaning and going, really? Stay in touch. I've never heard that advice before. But the truth is, this is one of those mm -hmm. things where we tell ourselves, we, we go, oh, yeah, that's too easy. Yeah. We tell ourselves we're doing it. So I consult with other law firms and businesses, as you know. You've seen it happen. Yep. You've shouted your judgment at people. Yep. And silently judged them at a deeper, more profound and disturbing level. And that hurts them more. It, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I almost can't remember where I was going with that, but I do. 
And people say, I'm already in touch with them all the time. And then when we look, they're not at all. Right. Or they're sending out a, a couple of emails a year and a follow-up email sequence that hasn't been updated in nine years. We are constantly sending them things in the mail. We reach out to them by phone. There are right. all of these things that right. we do. It's, you need multiple paths to get in touch with people. And you need to be sort of changing up what you do because, you know, let's call it banner blindness. I know we're not just talking about banners, but, you know, if you're sending them an email, uh, you know, every Thursday morning, mm -hmm. and then if that email is stale, they're going to stop reading it. And mm -hmm. then even though you're sending it, if they're not reading it and opening it, you're not keeping in touch with them really. Mm -hmm. So, you know, making those little tweaks. So I did a little thing. I always send out an email every Thursday to my entire list. Uh, you know, it's sort of like a motivational, inspirational. Is this method. your coaching list or your... Uh, all the, the members at the gym. Uh, the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the parents and the, and the adult students themselves. And I did a little thing, just changed the, the email signature. Just a little uh -huh. bit. I put a little quote in the bottom. And, you know, person after person after person was asking me, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? So putting in a little something that arouses curiosity in all these points of contact mm. so that there's a reason for them to sort of come back and look for more and, and sort of engage with all your touch points. And I would say uh, that you're right, that you need some consistent channels like right. that regular, but you need to vary channels and you need to pay attention. How do people, your particular customers, clients, patients, like to get their That's information? Right. And most people like to get it in more than one channel, but they have a sort of preferred channel. Yep. So uh, I would pay attention to all that. I would uh, pay attention to changing up the subject lines, like yep. that little change. A curious, quick question about it. Did you call attention in the body of the email to the fact that you were putting that quote yep. in there? They found it on their own. Yep. Wow, that's pretty amazing. But calling it out might also... Might work. have enhanced that effect. Yeah. I, I did two things where I was worried, because sometimes people worry, oh, I'm communicating with them too often, mm -hmm. or you hear this conventional wisdom, but... Uh, we started raising the number of times, like in Business Black Ops, which you're uh, a, a member, member and a, yeah. an instructor in. Th that we, we've probably ratcheted up the number of times we talked to them by five times. Yep. And more, the rate of open keeps going up. At the law firm, we've radically increased over the last three years how often we're in touch with them. Yeah. Open rate just keeps going yeah. up. Now, I'm not suggesting this subject line is right for you. But I had one that said, I was thinking you of you in the shower this morning. Not for my clients at the law office, right. but for another group. Yeah. And that's ambiguous, by the way. Was I in the shower thinking about them? Was I thinking about them in the shower? It's sort of creepy, too, yeah. by the way, now that I think about it. Now that I say it out loud, it's quite horrifying. The open rate on that was astonishing. Mm -hmm. But it, it, it didn't disappoint. I told a story that was engaging and right on point for most of them. And the click-through was, yeah. was astonishing on that. So uh, being uh, engaging and using story, another powerful way of leveraging. But stay Absolutely. in touch in multiple ways and more often probably than you think you should. Yeah. Number seven, be remarkable. Remind clients why your company is special. Give them something. I wanted to put that word special in quotes, by the way. I don't know why I didn't. Special. Uh, <laughs> give them something good to talk about. A few times a year we meet just to ask a question. Could we show up, now that's in scare quotes. That is in scare yeah. quotes, yeah. In an extraordinary and memorable way. When someone has an extraordinary experience, they tend to share it, right? And this is, you know, the, the I don't know if they're necessarily intangibles, 
But there are the wraparound things that are not necessarily what you do or what you sell that improves and enhances the customer experience. And it could be little things like having flowers or Which we do. a nice binder at the meeting. And people or, respond to that. Yeah. They talk about it while they're there. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the quality of presentation that people have. And, you know, when new students come in, especially the kids, there's a board and a belt with their name on it. And the instructors are there ready and waiting for them. So it's, it's a small touch, but that makes that first time going to the scary martial arts gym, you know, welcoming and friendly. And you feel part of the family. So what are different ways that you can... You know, add icing and sprinkles and everything that enhances the experience. So we do that by having fresh flowers at the conference rooms. We have really high-quality chocolates there. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, in the summertime, when the conference rooms get hot, especially after hours and the chocolate would melt, we have shortbread or something like that. They're they're just things that we have leather pads that sit on the desk that people sign Mm -hmm. on. All these little things that people remark upon there, but then they're telling other people about it. Or... They're at least telling the people about the gestalt of the experience right. they had. And uh, we do things like that they get stuff from us in advance of that meeting and after mm-hmm. that meeting that they're just not expecting from anybody else. So figure out ways that you could do that. Now, sometimes people say to me, oh, I can't afford to do what you do because my price point's not there. Well, figure out a price point well, where yeah, you give I mean, value that justifies it. So, I mean, there, there's something there, right? Is knowing your numbers, you know, what your profit margin, and I think we did another episode about knowing what those numbers are and making small changes to margins where you can, mm-hmm. can radically increase your profitability. So, you know, you should know what your client acquisition cost is and then differentiating, well, what's the acquisition cost for getting a quote-unquote cold student, customer, or client, and getting one from referral? And then you might ask, well, you can't afford not to do this stuff. Exactly. By the way, Miss Robin Fries has joined. Wow. Hey, Robin. Yeah. And Carrie Ann Shell is on, by the way, too, Robin. So you guys can carry on a sort of off-to-the-side conversation here. Those two do all of these things that we're talking about yeah. in their practices and in the organizations that they're part of. So they're just here for like a little incremental edge. They want to get that little extra mm-hmm. leverage. Um, by the way, you mentioned prior uh, shows. They're, they're lined up here on the In Top Forum channel. Uh, also, if you want the more highly produced, interest, visually interesting versions of these mm-hmm. shows, you could go to YouTube. And if you go and subscribe on the YouTube channel, we will enter you to win. We have all manner of exciting prizes that we give out. And if you subscribe to either YouTube or, or uh, the podcast on iTunes, I think we put you in two or three times, don't we? No, two times if you subscribe and three times if you leave a five-star review or a testimonial of some kind. Very nice. So if you're more interested in listening to these, then put them on the... Oh, here's Tucker. Give me a Tucker. Then, uh, oh, there we go. See, yeah. Tucker gets all the yeah. loving. <laughs> Tucker, what's happening? So um, if you are more interested in... <laughs> if you're more interested in um, the podcast, then by all means go... <clears throat> oh, we should probably just let you out, Tucker. By all means, go and uh, subscribe to the, to the iTunes podcast. It's great stuff. If you like the highly produced video, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. And if you just are a Facebook person, there's a whole catalog of former titles. So uh, share it. We'll, it let, let producer Leslie know. Just message us here, and she'll enter you to win. So uh, let me see here. Are we on eight? Number eight. Yeah. So inspire confidence and remove the risk. So obviously this one's kind of related to what we're just mm-hmm. talking about. Um, 
getting more of your clients from referral means you'll probably get more of your clients right. from referral. And so they're coming in with a higher level of trust. But even those that are coming in from other sources, do your marketing, put out your content in a way that really develops yes. trust. We found for us that video really inspired trust. Thank you so much, Producer Leslie. That's what I'm here for. Sorry. And, um, but by doing this in a way where people are super confident, they're going to be confident that you're not going to let them put person down with right. a referral. So one of the things we tell existing clients when they make a referral is, look, send them. Because they're a client, we will do something we wouldn't otherwise do, and we'll give them that meeting for free. Sure. The worst that could happen is that they find that it's not for them. But the other thing we do is we say, if you ever send anybody to us that has the same kind of problem as you and you want us to solve it, here's, just so you know, here's the sort of person that we best serve. That way, yeah. you've eliminated or minimized the likelihood they're going to send you somebody that's not good for you or somebody that's not a good match. Right. Embarrassed. So removing, just like a good business person will remove the risk of buying from you with a guarantee or right. other methods. You want to do that to encourage referral. All right, number nine here. Offer a referral commission. This may or may not be legal or ethical, depending on your business or profession, but consider it. So I don't know if I can totally speak on the, the legal parts of things, but for example, we are uh, you know we have a strategic alliance with a physical therapy uh you know, shop, so to speak, in in our gyms. But so, you know, people do martial arts, they get hurt, and we refer them, uh, you know, as... Not everybody gets hurt. I just not want to be but, clear. you know, it happens. Right? <laughs> it can, it right. happens. So we refer them, but because they're a medical practice and we're not medical professionals, we can't get a referral fee. Like, they can't give right. us one, right? Right. So, you know, that would be an example where you can't do it. But where you can, what we do... And, you know, different martial arts schools, think of something in your business that people are going to be spending anyway mm -hmm. and somehow, you know, bonus that back to them if they give you a referral. So in the martial arts, we have things called test fees. So every time you go for another belt, you might pay a $50, $60, fee. If you refer someone to me, then I'll credit you back or bonus you back as a commission that test fee. Or it might be a certain, uh, you know, in a monthly recurring subscription type of business, maybe bonusing them or crediting them one month or a partial month of their subscription. So different ways uh, in membership-based businesses that if you refer someone and they become a member, I can sort of kick back mm -hmm. some of that money to you. So the, the point is, you may or may not be ethically uh, permitted to do this, but be thinking about it. And it's going to yeah. get you thinking about new and different things that you could do. And again, when you, even if you refer to other people, not expecting a quid pro quo, when you find out from them who is it that you want and you send them the right kind of people, yeah. they're going to naturally ask who is it exactly. that you want. Exactly. And they're going to do it because they're confident and trust you. Uh, just a few more and we'll, we'll go quickly here and we'll have done two shows in the time it used to take us to do one. Yeah. And then um, later, be on the lookout, by the way, for the gardening show that's coming up that's for the right. springtime. That'll probably drop first. before. Very timely. Very timely. So we are on number 10, provide valuable content your referral sources could share with their network. You sort of talked about this already. Create things where you could say, oh, did I solve that problem for you? Uh, how did we serve you? What did you like mm -hmm. about it? And they tell you. And now they are very excited. And you could say, if you ever meet anybody else that has that problem... 
and they could use this solution. Here's the thing to give them. Right. So you're not asking them for a referral, but you're giving them a tool yeah. to use back. Number 11, treat vendors and suppliers with which you do business as partners. Make sure that they're aware, they are aware of who and how you help. So, uh, you know, one, one of the things that we do, we call them muffin runs. Uh, it's not a term I invented. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we have a list of these, you know, these strategic partners that we work with in the local gyms. And we make sure that on a regular basis, at least once a month, actually, that we're going to them and talking to them and bringing them coffee or muffins or cupcakes or something. So it's nothing more than a way for us to stay on the top of their minds of who we are and what we do. It, it's an opportunity to start a conversation and remind them, but also, you know, the, the, the person that's often getting these types of things is the gatekeeper in an organization. And if you make good with the gatekeepers, then you're going to be more likely to get referrals and, and in the door and talk to the, the key principles that you might need to talk to in some cases. So the next one is create a, a list of buyers that you want to work with or uh, you know, potential clients, customers, or patients. Just the act of going through it and saying, here are our best ones now, but here's some other people that we think we would serve really well, either with our existing you know, services or products or a new one that we're creating. That will help you to be very clear, to be crystal clear about who else is serving them, yeah. who could refer to you, what is it that they most need, what's going to wow them that will trigger all of these other referrals. Right. So don't be satisfied where you are. Be trying to optimize that, but always be thinking who's next and what is it that they need. Number 13, treat your team members and clients as partners too. Let them know you view them as a strategic partner and tell them you hope they'll do the same with you. Create formal channels to share referrals. So it's sort of systematizing yeah. it. But we, we're going to have a show on this, which is we've recently started to take all of our marketing techniques and apply them to how we treat our team members. Right. Because they see us doing things for clients, customers, and patients. Why aren't we doing that for them? Why aren't, yeah. we, know, why aren't we finding out, like, what is it they need? What is it they're afraid of or worried about? How can we solve those problems for them? How can we reward them like we do clients, patients, and customers when they make a referral? Right. And so this brings them onto that referral team. So uh, it could be very powerful. Uh, number 14, give a referral. It's one of the best ways to get one in return. Simple. Uh, simple like we and, talked and about powerful. It. it also opens the door uh, in an appropriate way to saying, oh, I sent you this person. By the way, is that a good match for what you do? Right. Because then you could say, like, for example, we do this. And sometimes people send us people that aren't a good match. So you're now very naturally and organically having that conversation so that you can send them the best referrals. Mm -hmm. And they get it. Hey, that is what you do. So if yeah. I ever run into anybody, I'm going to be able to do yeah. it too. Uh, this one, the next one, buy the other guy's lunch is a very specific tactical thing we've been doing. Of course, it could be breakfast, as you say, the muffin yeah. run. But we found a caterer. And we now just... Contact an office that's been of some a partner, a referral partner that's been yeah. really good to us. And we say, hey, uh, we know you're busy. We want to buy you breakfast or, or lunch. And so here's the name of the person. All you do is call and set it up. And then that caterer rolls out and delivers that breakfast or lunch. People love that. It's got an amazing response. Mm -hmm. It's not very expensive. Yeah. And it builds really goodwill. That's awesome. Number 16. So the title of the show is How to Get More Referrals Even When You Don't Want to Ask. Mm -hmm. So what's your last one? It's so evil of you, Sam. Ask. 
Yeah. For referrals. <laughs> so here's the thing is we started the show by saying the reason people don't want to, which is crazy, is because they're afraid. Yeah. And they sense the client's fear. And they're afraid that if they ask, it's going to create a barrier. That's because you haven't delivered in a way that's outstanding. You haven't built the trust story that you need to. So go back and re-engineer your process. How can we make it so that it is the most natural thing in the world? And there is a way, even if you just can't bring yourself to ask, but if you do this the right way, you'll be asking. There's a way of saying, what did we do for you? How did we do? What was the best thing about it? If you had to describe this to somebody else, how would you do it? Mm. And you know we get most of our business from referrals because you were referred. So if there's anybody you, uh, that ever has this problem, now you're positioning them as somebody that's out there helping. Yeah. And then remove the risk for them. Anybody that you send us, you tell them, we waive the fear, we do this or we do that. So all of these things will help you to ask more comfortably. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, that was 16. This was jam-packed. Even though, and we didn't bring the torpedo into this, which is a weapon we'll be talking about on a future show. Um, Prizes we will be giving away Mm -hmm. the next time we're live. So make sure you share this with anybody that would benefit from it. Make sure you, oh, now we're getting the likes. There we go. Yeah. Even Robin, I think she just sent like one. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a frowny face, but it just looked like... And see, she's still not responding. Mm-mm. She's like, I'm not giving, I'm not giving no, you back. Just because you're begging. She's making us beg. Listen, everybody. All of these things, just pick one or two. Implement them. You're going to see, feel, see the results. You're going to love it. It's going to help you to be in top form. Take care. <laughs>